0: okay i 'm going to get started, and i 'm going to tell you the same thing all the Kardashians tell their husbands i 'm not going to keep you long <laughs> but but I just want to <laughs> but I just want to speak to you today about living the supernatural life i 'm continuing in Pastor George's Sermon Series. So the first thing I want to do is to define supernatural. I looked it up in the dictionary. It means of or relating to an order of existence beyond the visible, observable universe. That means that what you see with your natural eyes is not all that's in the room right now. According to the word of God, there's angels all around you. The spirit of God is here. There's a whole world that's in an invisible realm, and it's called the supernatural realm. And there's also an evil supernatural realm, which I'll speak about. There's a second definition of supernatural, and that is departing from what is usual or normal, especially so as to appear to transcend the laws of nature. And that means that miracles happen when the supernatural laws of God override the natural laws of the world And that's how the impossible happens. That's where breakthrough, God breaks into your situation. When there's nothing you can possibly do, that's where the realm of the miraculous comes. You see, people through the years have told me that I'm narrow-minded, blinded, gullible, brainwashed that I use God as a crutch. I meet a lot of people who say that the stories of the things Jesus did, they're all fairy tales, they're all made up. But it's too late to convince me because I've seen the supernatural hand of God's work in my own life, his provision, his protection, his healing. Even before I knew him, Many times he spared my life supernaturally when I thought it was I went through Pastor George's massive theological library of all the commentaries, and I found a very interesting quote from one of the great all-time theologians named Brad Pitt. <laughs> and, it said, and here was his quote. It wasn't a loss for me. It was a discovery of self. See, he grew up a Christian, And when he gave up on Jesus, he said, that was no loss for me. It was a discovery of self. I have faith that I'm capable enough to handle any situation. There's peace in understanding that I have only one life here, and now I'm responsible. That might be good for Brad Pitt, but me, I get totally overwhelmed by life. I'm the last guy that you want around in a crisis or an emergency. I might look all gangster, <laughs> but in reality, many times when in, they, in my own home, when my wife got, gets sick in the middle of the night, and all of a sudden I got to go call 911. I can't find the phone, I don't know what room I'm in. I'm totally dependent on God. So maybe some of you here are like Brad Pitt. You got it all together. You can handle every situation. But my guess is if he lives long enough, he's going to find out that that's not true. See, last week, Pastor George spoke about the fruit of the Spirit. which which is developed from the inside, and it affects the way that you treat people. It affects your emotions. It affects your everyday walk, peace and joy and love. And 1 Corinthians 13 says that without love, the rest of this is meaningless everything we're doing today if you don't if you're not loving god and loving people this is all a colossal waste of time your whole christian walk everything that you do i don't care if you're a tv preacher that comes on every night and have millions of viewers if it's not about love it's a total waste And Pastor George also said that the key to open the door to the fruit of the Spirit is your connection with God and with the presence of God. See, without Him, I can't have joy. I can't work it up. I can work up preaching, I I could talk a good game. I remember a song Sal used to sing. I could give out tracks good. Remember that song? I could go to meetings good. I could do it all on my own. But I can't develop love. I can't have joy on my own without the true spirit of God. And the only way I can get it is in intimacy with the creator. Well, the same key of intimacy and relationship with God is also the key that opens the door to the supernatural power of God, the supernatural everyday living in your life. Now, when I talk about supernatural, there's no... God doesn't make a distinction between the spiritual and the secular. You need the power of God as much in your job as you do when you're here in church. You need, you need God's supernatural wisdom and protection out in the street Everywhere in every aspect of your life, as a parent, as a worker, a, as a spouse, as a friend, God is with you and, and there's a door where you can press in and you could begin to walk in his supernatural power. And one of those ways that we connect to God is through prayer. So Jesus gave us a model prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, which we know as the Lord's Prayer. Now it's a model prayer. It doesn't mean we just recite it and we finish praying for the day. But I'm going to read it, and most of you probably know it by heart since you were a little kid, so you could say it with me if you want. Okay, starting in verse 9 of Matthew 6, this is the New King James Version. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So Jesus teaches us how to pray. Maybe you're sitting there saying, well, I don't really know how to pray. Well, this is your lucky day. I'm going to tell you. So it starts out, our Father in heaven it, or holy be your name. See, that's the first key to the supernatural, is to understand that you are a child of the king. You are a son or a daughter of the creator. The one who is in charge of the universe loves you, and he gives you favor. He gives you authority. He's on your side. You don't have to beg God. It's his heart. It's his desire to bless you, the Bible says, with every good and perfect gift. You see, you are a partaker in the divine nature. You are no longer human. No, we're not perfect like, like God, but we can't. We can tap in as we pray. As we position ourselves in his presence, we can tap into his power, his knowledge, his wisdom in our everyday walk. And Jesus said when you as you pray, start to pray. He said, "Holy be your name." In other words, as we start to pray, Jesus said, "We enter into his courts with praise when you when you begin to pray it's important to spend time just worshiping him if you feel alone the bible says that that when you worship god inhabits your praise when the praises go up the spirit of god begins to fill you how many of you have been here in worship and all of a sudden you just felt the presence of god how I, I believe there's some of you here that could testify that you worshipped the Lord and you just sensed maybe a tear came to your eye. Maybe, maybe you felt comfort. Maybe you began to feel peace or joy. It starts out as we worship him. So I'm going to go down to verse 10. Your kingdom come... Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does it mean to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven? The last I checked, there's no sickness in heaven. According to the word of God, there's no depression in heaven. There's no poverty. There's no disobedience. Well, I need to... Tap in and take the, the one who rules in heaven and take that kingdom and bring it down to earth and begin to release God's supernatural power to break off depression, sickness, hopelessness, poverty. None of those things are God's will. But the thing is, I have to align myself. It says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I have to align myself with God's will, with his desire. Otherwise, I'm going to do more harm than good. You know what that means? I don't sit and pray, God, I pray that my, my ex breaks his leg. That is not a good prayer to pray. Oh, God, that cute drug dealer on the corner, I know he's a good guy deep inside. I pray that he'll fall in love with me. That, that's not God's will. That's not how we pray. It's God's heart for his best. He wants to give you his best, his life. He has plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. So we pray according to the will of God. And as we do that, God gives us superpowers in order to do His will. Did you know you got superpowers? That's what spiritual gifts are. They're divine, what we call divine enabling, or God coming upon you and giving you a gift to do the impossible. But the purpose is to advance God's kingdom, not mine. Not not to build myself up, but to release God's purposes on earth. And Romans 8.11 says, The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. That means that you can do everything that Jesus did, and he said you could do even greater things. Did you know you could do greater works than Jesus? Not only greater works than Jesus, you could even do greater things than the X-Men, Iron Man, and the Avengers. We're so connected, so impressed with those things. When you've got a greater power, a superpower living in you that can change the atmosphere, alter lives, change nations. The scripture said a few people, they turn the whole world upside down because they have the supernatural power of God. I want you to hear a quote by this woman missionary named Heidi Baker. I actually put it on Facebook yesterday. I want you to hear about superpowers. She said, I have been beaten up, shot at, and lied about. People have even tried to strangle me. I am not afraid. To this day, I can boldly walk into gangs of armed thugs and tell them to stop in the name of Jesus. I expect them to drop their knives. Generally, they turn surprisingly nice. Sometimes they look at me and apologize. Can Spider-Man do that? Walk into a gang of thugs with knives, carrying the gospel, and mention the name of Jesus by the power of the Spirit. People begin to throw their knives down. That's the power you got. You need to begin to see yourself as supernatural. The day of the superstar is over. The one-man show. God is raising up a people who are going to do mighty works on the earth. And I'm going to give you a fancy theological word right now. The word is the anointing. You need to know that word. And the anointing means that you have the supernatural ability to accomplish what you can't do on your own. For example, if I were to stand here and do this without the Holy Spirit, I'd be totally petrified. Anything I do in ministry, I have zero natural ability for I'm totally dependent on the Holy Spirit. But it's the anointing that lives in you. You can do it. Whatever you saw Jesus do, you could do it. So God has given us gifts or supernatural empowerments. One of them is the gift of healing, where sick people are healed. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Sickness is not God's will for you. If you're sick, it's not because God made you sick to teach you a lesson. You can't show me one person who came to Jesus for healing and he turned them away saying, well, you know, it's not my will for you. He healed all those who came for you to him. And you've got that gift in you. Someone tells you they're sick, you don't just give them medical advice. You put your hand and you say, be healed in Jesus' name. I've personally seen many people healed of cancer and every kind of sickness by the power of the Holy Spirit in an instant. No, God doesn't always work like that. People, you might tell me, well, what about your wife? My wife is in the hospital now, time after time, again and again. She, one thing after another. And you might say, well, what about her? How are you going to talk about healing? I've seen God's supernatural hand preserve her time after time <laughs> when the doctor said there's nothing we can do. I refuse to believe the reports of the enemy of I don't care if the doctor's saying it. I don't care if if someone else says, oh, but my cousin had that same thing and they didn't make it. It's not about your cousin. It's about this word of God. And the word of God says, by his stripe, I am healed. And I stand on that word when I go to see it today in the hospital. I'm going to go with the same faith as I prayed the first time and believe today's the day that her body's going to be healed. God will give the gift of miracles where you could lay hands on a deaf person and they'd be able to hear. One time we were praying for somebody who was, who was deaf. He came up and he said, can you pray for my hearing? So we put our fingers in his ears. We're praying and praying. And then I said, how's your hearing now? He said, I don't know. I don't have to be in court till Tuesday. <laughs> but that, 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 was, that was... Forget about that one, though. But many times, I've seen personally, I've seen blind people be able to instantly see. I've seen people get up out of wheelchairs. A woman that my daughter knows, when she received prayer, her back was all filled with metal and screws and rods from an accident. And when she got prayer, it all disappeared, and the woman was able to touch her toes. And I was there. I saw it. This stuff is real. This isn't a fairy tale. After all this supernatural stuff on TV, maybe you don't believe the real thing. This is not hocus-pocus. God will give the gift of prophecy where you can receive a word from the Lord for somebody who's hurting, someone who's down, someone who's hopeless, and God will give you a, a supernatural message for the person to comfort them, to encourage them, to build them up, to tell them, no, don't give up. You have a purpose, and begin to declare it over them. Some, somebody who's stuck in a situation doesn't want know what to do. There's another gift called the Word of Wisdom, where God will give you a supernatural strategy to tell that person the right counsel of what to do next, what to do in that situation, what to say to their boys. You see, you got to stay in communication with heaven. This life is supernatural. That's why people, oh, church is boring. Of course, church is boring if you're not tapped into the supernatural realm, but what can be more exciting than to walk in the power and the wisdom and the counsel and the wisdom of God? So I'm going to continue in the Lord's Prayer. I'm going to go to verse 11. It says, give us this day our daily bread. In other words, when we pray to God, we say, God, I ask for your provision. And what does that tell me? I don't live in the economy of this earth. I don't care if the stock market crashes, if everybody goes broke, but God is my provider. See, that's the supernatural realm. It's not only about church stuff. It's when I can't pay the bills and I believe for a supernatural check in the mail. Which has happened to me many times. When I didn't have the money, all of a sudden I get a phone call, something will happen. Because he's my provider. I walk in the supernatural. Otherwise I would be depressed day and night to tell you the truth with some of the things that goes on. But I can still have joy and peace because I know he is my provider. Not, Not a boss, not the government, not a job is not your provider. They could throw you out of your job tomorrow and you could go home in peace because there is no lack in God. In Jesus, there is always more than enough. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In other words, another translation, God, forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. As we confess our sins, we have been totally changed. The power of sin is broken off of your life. Bitterness is broken off of your life. See, to me, that's the greatest miracle of all is when I see a person who is bound in anger and bitterness, addiction, and they couldn't break free, and all of a sudden, as they walk with God, God begins to break it off. I want to show you a miracle right now. Come over here, Derek. Tell tell them. The story about how you got free from that angry and bitter life.
1: Good afternoon, church. God is good, right? Amen, amen. We had a good day yesterday. Um, I'm just going to be as brief as the Kardashians. Um,
0: Everybody's trying to get into the act.
1: Uh, when I was 17 years old um, my mother had went out for her birthday and uh, I had uh, practically begged her not to go out that night and God revealed to me later on that he was using me to prevent that from happening but it didn't, didn't stop her make a long story short, sure, my mother went out, never came back uh, she was murdered um, right here on Castle Hill and uh That was when my whole life started to really change. I became um, angry. Uh, Being a 17-year-old, I started being bounced around from family to family. I felt no love. I felt like nobody wanted me. Um, So through my life, I turned to drugs, to women, to, you know, the world stuff to try to cure that. And during that course, somebody would say something to me, and I would just wear with them with my mouth. So, I would say that when you have time, read James 3, because when I read that, God spoke to me. Um, I was very angry, very upset, uh, especially towards women. I was really angry towards women. And in my profession, I do accounts payable, and in that profession, there was always women. So, I was always having conflicts at my jobs, which led me to lose my job. And I would get angry and come home and fight with my wife about it, my my first wife and my ex-wife and argue about it and that would make things worse. Then I would do it with my friends. My mouth was just, just as dirty as anything. But then God came into my, I came into God's and he started changing me. He started showing me that love is what you were seeking And now that you have my love, you can pour it out to other people. So now, when I'm approached in an angry way by someone, or when someone disrespects me, or someone offends us, I don't look at the situation like it's about me. I see God in the situation, which is a supernatural, and I say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do in this situation? And I will pray on it. And I will try and be there for that individual even when they hurt me, or when they say mean things to me. I've had that done in my family. And when I first came to Christ, someone said in my family, we'll see how long that lasts. Now it's going on four years, and they confess to me. Amen, amen. They confess to me that um, I was wrong about this God. And I wanna know about how God worked in your life. And I was able to minister to one of my family members. So to make a long story short, God is good, stay on course and he will change you. But one word that he gave me when I was sitting there is consistency. So you gotta be consistent in order for the fruit to be gone, okay? So stay strong, hallelujah, praise God, amen. See, what greater
0: miracle is there than that? An angry, violent, bitter person that became a a man of gentleness after God's heart. Before I got saved, I was angry and bitter against my own father because he left when I was five years old. And through the years, I rarely saw him. Even when I used to go to... My grandparents' house, they used to say, oh, your father's coming today, and he never showed up. In the meantime, my mother remarried an angry, abusive alcoholic, and my father was never there to help. So I grew bitter and angry. A lot of nights I'd wake up in the middle of the night just in hatred thinking about him. But when I received the Lord, something happened that supernaturally, all the hatred began to disappear. See, this is the realm of the miraculous. I couldn't do it on my own. I was in psychotherapy for 10 years. It did nothing. But the power of God came down, and all that anger and bitterness disappeared, and I was able to be there on the day that he died when everyone else left. I stayed all night in the hospital till the, till the second he was gone because it all disappeared. See, that's the supernatural life. You don't have to live in anger, bitterness, addiction. God breaks off the power of sin. And so I'm going to read one last part of the Lord's Prayer. Verse 13. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In other words... God keep me from being deceived or sucked in by the traps of the enemy or my own desires. Why do I need to pray that see some of you you think of the devil and you think of this a red guy with with horns and a pitchfork, an ugly looking guy, but the scripture but listen to what the scripture says about him. Second uh, and those and those that the devil uses. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 12. They're a sorry bunch. This is in the message Bible. You won't find this in any other Bible. (laughs) They're a sorry bunch. Definitely not the King James. Pseudo-apostles, lying preachers, crooked workers posing as Christ's agents, but sham to the core. And no wonder... Satan does it all the time, dressed up as a beautiful angel of light. So it shouldn't surprise us when his servants masquerade as servants of God. See, the scriptures, Jesus said, All authority on heaven and earth was given to me. How, if oh, Jesus has all authority. How much does that leave the devil? None. He has no authority, so he goes out to deceive you. He doesn't come as some ugly-looking guy cursing and spitting on the floor. You'll run away. He comes as an angel of light. He comes as a beautiful-sounding song with God-hating lyrics. He comes as, if you're single, he comes as some guy in your life who seems great. And he tells you, I'm not like all those other guys. And he's just like all those other guys. Or the Bible teacher on the internet who tells you that all roads lead to God. It sounds beautiful, but it'll send you straight to hell. See, there's also a spiritual reality of evil. And, and Pastor George spoke last week about fake fruit. There are people, they pretend to be holy, they pretend to be good guys, but their fruit is all fake. Well, I have a spiritual gift that's a, it's called the fake fruit detector, and it's called discernment. The gift of discernment means you could be fake, you could come to me, and I can look to see what spirit you're really of. See, being in ministry and traveling a lot, I get hooked up with a lot lot of fake people. Because there are people that fool me. They seem gifted, anointed. Oh, I'm going to go with them. And before you know it, I start to see things in the spirit and I got to back off. That, that, I got a fake fruit detector, but sometimes I'm impressed with what I see. If you're single, you better have that discernment, that fake fruit protector. Even in the church, not everyone who walks through that door is who they say they are. What do you think, Pastor (laughs) Albert? If you're a parent, you need the gift of discernment because when your kids bring, bring their friends home, you'll be able to see, wait a minute, there's something about that person. You better be careful here. You got that in you it It makes you feel uneasy, well, don't ignore that feeling. We need to begin to see through the traps of the enemy that not everything that looks good is God. So I'm going to ask for um Pastor Melissa. She's teaching so if somebody could go get her, and also if the worship team wants to come also. But Melissa is going to sing first. Because here's how it ends. Here's how the Lord's prayer ends. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. It ends as I declare the beauty and the majesty and the glory of God. See, that's your key to victory. Not complaining. I learned that lesson. Not by worrying, but you stand in the midst of your situation. You might be going through hell today. But if you will stand and begin to declare the wonders and the majesty and the glory of God, something is going to break loose in your situation. So before Pastor Melissa sings, I'm going to ask everyone to stand And if you need a miracle, if you need healing in your body of any kind of sickness, disease, or you want to stand in for someone, or if you're in a situation right now that seems impossible, that only God can solve it in your family, financially, whatever it is, in a relationship. I'm just going to invite you to come forward and Pastor Melissa is going to to release the realm of glory over you. So if you can identify with me, say, I'm right now, Pastor Ephron, I'm in a situation with my wife that if God doesn't show up, it looks hopeless. Say, I, I need a miracle today. If God doesn't come, it's not gonna work. Anybody else? We wanna pray for you today. We're gonna believe something's about to break loose, that the atmosphere of heaven is gonna come down into this place. Bodies are gonna be healed, marriages are gonna be made whole. So first I'm gonna ask Pastor Melissa. We just I just read that scripture. Well, she's going to sing the Lord's Prayer. And as she sings, just meditate on those words. Our Father,
2: which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts As we forgive our debtors And lead us not into temptation But deliver us from evil For thine is the key
0: And so we're going to continue to worship. But as we do, I'm going to ask those in the prayer team. You'll know you're in the prayer team. If, you, if I've ever asked you to pray before at the altar, that's you. And I'm just going to ask you to come and pray short prayers. Because we believe in today is a day of miracles. So Father, right now, in Jesus' name. We just pull down from heaven, oh God. We pull down the realm of the miraculous. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for fire, Lord God. To burn away everything that's not you. I break the power of sickness right now and defeat. In Jesus' name. And I speak healing right now. Whatever you have need of right now, God is answering. He's a God who answers prayer. So, Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. So let's just continue to worship him. And as we worship him, I I believe that God is stretching forth his hand and he's going to do mighty signs, wonders, and miracles in Jesus' name.
3: you
4: Yes, God. Yes, God. Come on, church. Start to believe for things that you never thought you could believe for. Start to step out. Start to step out and understand that you're grounded. That you're, if you abide in Him and He abides in you, anything you ask, He says He'll do. Check your footing today and pray. See, see that you're planted in the vine see that you're connected to the vine and if you're connected to the vine then 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 believe and just speak out let's start to walk in this thing man it's exciting Start to see the power of God in your life. Start to see it in your family. Even now if if there's nothing you can think about, start to pray for other people right now. Just just start to intercede for other people that are maybe not here or that are that are here and that are not maybe um, haven't responded. Just just in yourself right now, just start to intercede for those around you, even if you don't know them. into the Spanish service if we have to.
3: She does.
0: So those of you who are at the altars, you can keep praying. If there's more of you still want prayer, we'll be here as long as you want prayer. But otherwise, we, we're going to dismiss you. And we want you to go with the power and the glory of God. Because the scripture says that God wants to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you imagine or think. He wants to give you more than you're asking for. You gotta set your your goals higher with God. He's about to break through and pour out all over you. So Father, we thank you. And I just bless you right now in Jesus' name. Just receive the blessing of God. I bless your job, I bless your finances. I bless your family, your marriage your relationships in Jesus' name, that you will not fall into the traps of the enemy. You will not fall for the fake fruit. (coughs) And I decree that you are blessed. So go in the peace of God in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: It, my Father, say, oh, Father, all of heaven roars your name, sing louder, let this place erupt with praise, can you hear it, the sound of heaven touching the sound of heaven say." The sound of, of heaven, Father's in our Father. All of heaven, raise your name, sing louder. Let this place she run with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching. Earth. The sound of heaven touching